I'm Ryan Milliken from Hardway Performance, and you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. I'm Demetri Miller with No Zone Diesel. This is Anthony Range from XDP. This is Jaron Holder from Holder Down Performance. Corey Willis from PPI. I'm Drew with D&J Precision Machine. I'm Pinky. And you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. Diesel Podcast. And you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. The Diesel Podcast. The one and only Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We've got a really cool podcast for you today. Before we get to it, though... We want to thank our sponsors for this episode. BD Diesel Performance has a really cool sale going on right now. If you've got a Cummins, they've got a 15% off sale. Runs through February 28th. Just go to dieselperformance.com and you can search by which generation you have. Get set up with a manifold. Help slower EGTs, pull your turbo quicker, and they resist cracking and warping like the factory ones do. And for the Ford guys out there, you got to go to spediesel.com. They've got a ton of cool stuff. They've got pedestals for your 6.7 power strokes if you want to run an aftermarket turbo. Tons of transmission products and options. Give them a call. They're more than happy to chat with you. They do 6.4, 6.7 liter power strokes. Pretty much anything under the sun. It's spediesel.com. Welcome back to the podcast, Ben. How you been? Oh, pretty good. And yourself? Oh, just, you know, staying busy at Black Friday sales and wrapping up the the you know end of year here get ready for racing season sounds like a plan <laughs> what have uh what have you guys been up to there in the shop um about the same we got the you know guys in for their their winter refreshes the engines and um try to get you know be prepared for what the 2018 seasons bring in i'm sure that everybody else is doing the same thing and it seems like it stair steps up every year so we're trying to be prepared for that that's what i've been i've been thinking about for a while is like you know 2016 a lot of cool stuff 2017 took it even farther so next year i have i'm not even a venture i guess into how much power trucks are making or how fast they're going i just want to you know sit back and watch and and see what uh what new stuff comes out yeah it's it's crazy to think that you know when we used to talk you know a couple of years ago about a thousand horsepower and that, that was the number to be and and that's um, that's what guys are driving on the street now. So, um, you know, the thousand, I think two thousand is the new or the old one thousand. So, everybody's yeah. after after that number now. So, the topic I wanted to talk with you about is I know you've been involved with your own trucks and other trucks that are in that range or higher, and I've never actually been able to you know ask a, a, a tuner like yourself a you know, so someone who's been heavily involved in, in performance and, and everything. Does a lot change, say, when you're tuning a 2,200 horsepower truck versus one at a 1,000? Or what are some different challenges that you face at, the, at those kind of power levels? I don't know that I would, I would say change. Um, there's just um, things can't be overlooked um, when you get up into that, you know, the bigger power ranges. Um, you know, where you can get away with certain things that, you know, 800, 900, 1,000 horse, um, you start adding more heat and pressure and, and um, cylinder pressure is, is a big thing to watch when you get up into the higher horsepower stuff. I've, I've tore up several things <laughs> with the cylinder <laughs> pressure game. Um, but, you know, just the, the margin of error, I, I guess, would be slimmer. You know, there's not a whole lot of um, differences as far as making power um but you just need to it, things need to be data logged and, and monitored a lot a lot a lot better and, and you know the premium of parts um the part selection um once you get up into that higher horsepower stuff um you're, you're probably going to use more one-off stuff or 
uh, more premium options instead of just getting by with you know maybe what was on the shelf. Um, but the, the the data logging and, and capturing data is, is probably the, the largest thing that, that's um, to keeping um, a truck like that making that kind of power. That's kind of what I was thinking. Is like you know say a a bone stock you know two thousand seven five nine rolls into your shop, you've probably already you know you know all the parameters. You know how everything's going to react. You can fine tune it a little bit, but once you throw in tons of fuel and you know triple turbos and all those different things the the data monitoring's got to be but like you said probably key to making or squeezing out every last bit of power out of that motor you can it, it really is um because you know with the like a stock 59 like you mentioned um that you can get away with a lot of abuse on that you know them stock turbos they'll just you can beat them to death and you can even add an extra fuel to them and and I'm not saying you're not going to blow up a stock turbo, but if if you abuse, you know, say a, a Hartz or a, a Columbus turbo that's got a a, a five-inch exhaust wheel, um, it's it's going to come out at you. You know, whether mm-hmm. you know you've seen Lebon's videos or you know I've I blew up you know some stuff, a lot of stuff I should say. <laughs> it's just turbo speed and and uh, a more detailed piece like that is is. Um, just have to keep keep the parameters within spec. On the tuning side, with those big power trucks, and and I don't I I have I've never really gone you know this far into this thought is, you know, is it mostly the hard parts that are making the power? Is it you know half and half tuning and hard parts? Is it how what's the relationship between you know the actual hard parts on the truck and then what you're able to do electronically with it? Well, a lot of the hard parts. Um, you know, I, I said that it was it was key to have good hard parts. And as far as you know, bottom end or even you know long block stuff, it's it's a lot of what you can buy. You know, for, on a day to day use, your your D and J, your Wagglers, your your Freedom Race engines. Um, you know, D and J connecting rods are, are a good option. The Carillos, the Waggler. Um, those are, you know, kind of the, the, what I consider the premium options. Um, you know, if it, when you get to the higher horsepower stuff, you're not going to talk about a cast piston. You're going to, you know, you're going to talk about the the D and J, the the Diamond, the Ross piston selection of the Forge. And most, you know, some guys are going to steel land, and you know, some aren't. But um, I guess that's what I meant by the premium selection. And, and these parts can be purchased off the shelf. Um, but it's 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 just the key to get all the right parts in the right combination because if you if you mismatch or shortchange one, um, you know the 140 pounds of boost or the you know or the wild EGTs is going to show you what you didn't spend the money on. Right, so it probably gives you more freedom then when you are sitting down with one of these trucks and got them on the dyno, what you can do or how far you can push it. Right, and you know you know you hear a lot of tuners that that speak you know about not caring or worrying about EGTs and and that you know to a certain degree I kind of agree there but when you get up making a bunch of cylinder pressure and and you got tons of air and a lot of fuel EGT to me is is very important Um, especially on these sled pull trucks you know limited air if we got a truck that's real hot on the on the exhaust side that that tells me that something's not jiving the way it should be because we when we engine dyno these these motors 
um, we are able to keep EGTs in check. So if something's out, that tells, you know, anytime that one of my customers send me a data log um, and, and the EGTs higher or lower, I'll ask, you know, what did you do different? You know, what's, what was the scenario? I'll watch videos, and, and usually I try to get that, that EGT back within where we was on the engine dyno because um, that tells me where, where it wants to run prime. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Is there a spot you like to keep them in, say for for EGT ranges? Oh, you know, it, it depends on the on the, you know, whether drag racer, or sled pull. I, I like to see. Um, I don't like to see much over sixteen hundred. We get a lot of questions or, or like comments you know, on YouTube or Facebook with these podcasts, and uh, you know, people will ask, "Well, what EGT should I be at, or where? What range is you know? What's too high? What's too low?" You know, those sorts of things and all the trucks, you know, you've been involved with and things you've done with your personal trucks. I figure no one better to ask than Ben Shaddy. <laughs> and, you know, when I say that 1600 range, that doesn't mean, you know, take your 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 stock truck and run it 1600 degrees from 20 miles from town to town because you're more than likely you're going to be looking for a motor. But, you know, our like our 1600 degrees is eight seconds or you know sled pull track seven eight ten seconds so we're i'm not saying we're, it's a continuous um but you know that's that's usually the area we shoot for we talked about 2018 a little bit what are some things say some new things you guys are going to be doing at, at done right diesel or or uh new products or just things you guys are working on um we we have a 2018 ram we just picked up from the dealer um doing some emissions on testing now it's going good we're um in the bone stock cow form it, it dynoed uh 334 horse and i have it at like 403 horsepower now um we've been we've been making um facebook posts as well you know we added an s and d intake and dynoed it and then i i added a, a little bit of power um through the calibration and uh we're we're Currently at 403 horse, it's like 1,064, I believe, on the torque. I could be wrong there, but um, I know it was it was 60 horsepower over stock and 111 foot-pounds. And I've recently put about 2,000 miles on that calibration, and we're, the def usage is, is same as stock, so we haven't decreased def usage. Um, but then the region and the regions are the same as stock as well. So I don't know if if we can say that's considered a win in my book because we had sixty we had sixty horsepower and one hundred eleven foot pounds torque more than it came with, which makes it a ball to drive. Yeah. You know, I I haven't decreased any emissions, you know, or decreased any death fluid usage or or regions. Um, but we're still we still have more power, so I, I don't know if that's considered a win. I, I'm working on um, not using as much def and, and you know cutting down regions, um, but we are trying to stay compliant with this. Once once we get to where I feel like it's a max power, uh, we are going to do some emissions testing with it to uh, to make sure we're within spec. So that's something that you know it's no doubt in my mind I can make a lot more power, um, but to not be burning up DPF filters or um, ammonia sensors or something. I'm I'm going to try to creep up on it and, and and make sure that we're still in compliance. That's really cool because you know the, the the Ram the Cummins platform is so popular and and you know you guys put in so much work early on to make sure like you like you said with making sure everything is working fine, putting some miles on it. I'm sure you you know pull a trailer with it or something, take it you know on 
on a, a road trip or something. And, you know, as customers, they have, it's not, I guess, it's not guesswork when they buy a tune, you know, you, you've already put in all the work and, and, uh, you know, dotted the I's and crossed the T's on it. And, and it's, and it's just that, you know, I mean, it's, you, you think about, like I said, I, there's no doubt in my mind, I can, I can put 475 or 460 horsepower at that tire. Um, but you know, are we talking about just death usage through the roof or, you know, or, or are we going to start plugging filters? I know the last thing that I want on my $60,000 truck is to plug a filter after I put a tuner on it. And more than likely, we're probably not going to be first to market on this, you know, it's because I'm not even necessarily shipping anything on this. But here again, you know, first to market, I don't know that that's ever, on this current situation, I don't know that that's ever a better thing to say is I'm first to market. Um, so I want to I want to see the guy, you know, I want to be the guy that's, that's thoroughly tested the, the operation of theory and, and, um, and can knowingly hand you a product that's not going to hurt the pickup truck. We had a podcast recently where um, Ryan Julianus and I were talking about that, that first to market and, and um, you know, I asked him if, why aren't more companies first to market or who is first to market. And one of the things he talked about was just taking the time to you know, design the product or make it to test it, to verify it, to make sure it works on different, you know, trucks or, or, you know, just different things. So there's no guesswork when it comes out. And that's the sign of a quality product, you know, whether it's tuning or turbo or an engine or transmission, or whatever it is. Right. And, and I agree with that. You know, you can, like I said before, you can race a product to market, um, but it can also race itself into the ground too, if it doesn't work, you know, it, mm-hmm. you might get a bunch of initial sales. Um, but as soon as things start to fail, um, in the way that the world is today with social media, it, it won't take long for that product to, to, to tell on itself. No, not at all. Not at all. And for racing, do you, uh, got some big plans this year or next year? <laughs> um, we do. Um, I actually am involved with a super street, um, truck in Arizona. Um, the guys own SSR diesel, Mark and Fred, um, great guys. We recently engine dyno their engine here, um, and they took it back to install in the truck. So they'll be running the NHRDA circuit. Um, and then for our own stuff, um, I have my two-wheel drive truck back, and it's going to be it's going from Pro Street to Pro Mod trim, and it's actually in the body shop right now getting painted. So um, the engines over at Freedom Racing Engines in Brownsburg, Indiana, um, it's supposed to be wrapped up hopefully by the end of next week, and. We uh, we put that thing on a diet. Um, Fleece uh, Tony Durhammer at Fleece um, did uh, all the chassis work and hung the fiberglass body for us. So we went from 4,500 pounds to 3,600. Wow. So and then we went from a went away from the Chrysler Trans the 48R even went to a turbo 400 setup. So pretty excited about that, ready to get it back on the track. I kind of did the, the race, and then we jumped the sled pull for a little while, and now we're we're back home where we belong, and um, I think it's going to be a, a pretty exciting year. It is. I'm excited to see see you know what what you guys do you know with the truck, and and uh, hopefully I can catch it in person. That'd really be cool. We plan to be out there. I, we're not. I don't think we're on. A, of course, we're going to support the ODSS uh, circuit, um, but we're going to do some stuff around home. Um, just for some local, um, some locals that's always asking, you know, when we're going to be around, and then we'll probably shoot out west a little bit and, and maybe hit one of Randy's uh, NHRDA or a couple of them, you know, if the if time allows it. So, 
it's always cool to see the trucks you guys are working on when we talk in the winter and then seeing them in the spring and summer and <laughs> the idea came to life. <laughs> seeing the final product and see how much gray hair I got left. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like each year I get a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Oh, yeah, I guess it's not falling out, but it, it is getting pretty gray. <laughs> what was that? Now, with the Turbo 400, what um, – Why'd you go with that? That route? well, I, we did the forty-eight game for a while, and it was just like we were—we always had two. You know, you had one in the truck and one in the trailer, and it seemed like that you go to an event and you were always swapping. And there was just a lot of fun being taken out of the sport by just the amount of time and money that it took to, to keep a forty-eight in there. Um, I know some other guys, Michael Dalton is, is still running a 48, and I think that he's been working with Suncoast quite a bit on that. And he's, I think they're getting, you know, it, where it's better. I don't know that it's a solution, but um, <clears throat> we chose um, Rosler out of Ohio, and it's the Turbo 400, their Pro Mod version, which you, you see a lot in, like, the, um, if you watch the Street Outlaws, a lot of the guys are mm-hmm. running the, the Rosler Pro Mod trans. Um and then we selected a Neil Chance torque converter. Um, and it's it's kind of stuff that um, – and it's I know there's some other people looking into it now. I, I, I believe Suncoast has actually got their own version coming up through the works here. And um, just because where we were on, on torque converters in the diesel community um, was, was quite a bit different than what the gas guys have been doing in – you know, I, you and I both know the gas guys have had things figured out for a long time now. Yeah. Um, so we were trying to focus on, you know, hey, these guys go down the track, these gas guys go down the track every weekend. Like, if if they get a buy run, they don't bump the beams and back out like we do. They take it. They they take a buy run and try to make their car better. So you know, I I wanted that reliability um, in in my truck that when I was cutting loose of the trans brake that we're gonna make a full pass and we're gonna come back and stick a fan in front of it, stand around and talk until we go again. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the reason the decision was made there to go with that high-profile Turbo 400. That's that's the part that really interests me is, you know, I think, you know, and you know this better than I do, but, you know, at 1,000 horse or 1,200 or 1,300, you can have a 48RE hold it, but you guys are pushing the power so much farther now, and there's that link, like you mentioned, with the gas guys who've been doing this you know, 20, 30, 40 more years where they've got solutions or at least can say open the, or expand the horizons of what, you know, diesel's doing and and how to possibly do it or go faster or have it hold up. Right. And, you know, like when I said the efficiency of our converters, you know, with with the way it used to be or the way it kind of, it's not as much as it is now, but the only thing that we were always relying on was lockup. You know, we would launch the truck, and within 50 feet, some guys were locked up. Um, but I know some other companies are working on some pretty efficient converters now, and and, and I, we don't plan to even run lockup in our in our truck. So um, that shows you how how quickly or how far converter technology has come along um, to not even be talking about using a lockup clutch. That it's that it's so efficient that you can you can let it do its thing without having to rely on locking. You know the the input and the output shaft as one so it really is yeah because it's always been you know it, it was lock up lock up lock up when do i lock it you know all those sorts of things in the diesel world we've been thinking about right and that's i like the industrial the the Lectus truck um i believe his last 850 pass they were they were running on a new 
uh, prototype converter from Suncoast, um, and it was a non-lockup converter. So if you can kind of do the math on that 6,000 pounds, 850 to 167, um, that's that's pretty impressive. Oh yeah, I can imagine a lot of this, uh, a lot of these things. You know, we're going to change the times this year, and, and and what's happening out there. And man, I'm pumped up for it. Yeah, it, it should be a really cool year. Where's where's the best place, um, you know, for our listeners out there to check out the progress of your truck and maybe, you know see videos and stuff, you know, this upcoming season of what you guys are doing with it. This is kind of the first time I've really talked about it, you know, publicly as far as you know around the shop. You know, all my guys know and my racing buddies know. Um, but when I we should have it back here in a couple of weeks from the body shop, and, and we plan on doing. Um, we've taken pictures along all along the way and have some timeline stuff, but I haven't necessarily posted anything. Um, but that's that's going to change here in the next couple, probably at, right after the first of the year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure people want to see it and um, you know, see it in action and everything. We'll have to do a follow up. We'll have to check in with you. You know, once you get it out there and, and get it dialed in and everything, and and give us some more feedback and and you know what uh, some of these changes have done. You know, for the sport and for you guys and, and what you're trying to do. Absolutely, we'd be glad to do that. Well, definitely appreciate your time today, Ben. It's always cool chatting with you, hearing what uh, what you got going on and new things you're trying. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be chatting here pretty soon. All right. Thank you very much. All right, Diesel fans, don't forget, if you're in the market for a Cummins exhaust manifold, head on over to dieselperformance.com. BD Diesel's got a really cool sale going on. It's 15% off until February 28th. So if you're looking to replace a factory manifold or doing a turbo swap, it's a great addition, really easy to bolt on, get a little bit more performance out of it. And for the Power Stroke fans out there, go to spediesel.com. Got uh, tons of transmission stuff, turbo kits, tuning, anything you want for your 6.4, 6.7 Power Stroke, they've got it. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.